Let's get it started. Ha! You know how Black Eyed Peas, like, they go, like, it's so aggressive. They go, ha! Let's yeah. get it started. And, Hello, people. How's it going? Um, We're back for another episode of What's What's with with the the Neighbors. neighbors. And we're continuing the spookiness into November. And this is a hometown horror. Sorry. You're good. We just got to like... No, I like being off cue because it's more fun that way. Yeah. Otherwise, how annoying is that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We're totally not rehearsed at all, guys. We're, We're anything but rehearsed. I'm so mad right now. Alice just changed the calendar. Just changed it. They pooped. Tony came in here and he's like, nice. I can drop a big one now. And he just (laughs) did. And it smells so bad. Do you need to pause real quick and have Alice change it? No. Are you sure? I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. Because I need it. She didn't, she changed it, but it's like, it needs to be cleaned. You know, like that around it. So I'll be good. Okay, so um, I have a question for you. Okay. Uh, Speaking of spookiness, and I hope everyone had a a super great Halloween, and I hope that you were safe. Yeah. Um, So speaking of Halloween, have you ever participated in a Halloween trick like TPing or like TPing a house or, uh, I don't know, ding-dong ditching or something like that? I got candy snatched. By my own brother. I mean, I've always like, I've always been like into scaring people. I know like um, on Halloween, I've talked about how my mom and her ex-boyfriend were like super big into like decorating and decking out our front yard. Yeah. And one year he made this big old coffin to stand up against the tree and we had like a dummy in there and we would stand in there and try to scare people. Oh, that's fun. Or it, it, I don't think it was during trick-or-treating, though. Oh, and I lived at an apartment complex once, and uh-huh. I made a dummy, and I put it next to me, and then I dressed up in really baggy clothes, and I scared kids. Ooh, that's fun. <laughs> I just really like scaring people. That's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> Especially kids. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't think I've ever done anything like that. Yeah, that's that's about I, the I most extreme I've gone. I don't think I've ever done any actual pranks. Oh, I don't think that was on Halloween though. We TP'd my Uncle Lenny's Jeep. Oh, yeah. But I don't I don't remember if that was on Halloween or not. But yeah. I never did anything on Halloween, but I've definitely done like my friends and I were in a pranking war, but it wasn't on Halloween. Yeah, so. you you like your pranks. Yeah. I you do. get really serious with your pranks I though. Do. I do. I was really like, like, they're not like in the moment pranks. They're like, oh my God, my whole life is ruined prank. Oh my God. Everything has changed. And then you're like, gotcha. And they're like, uh, uh, what are you talking about? (laughs) 
Like about what what did you tell me? You did something with a truck with Rick? Oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah. The I don't remember when what I it posted was. his truck on Craigslist for oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's like a what a sixty thousand dollar truck or something, like back before everything got super expensive and I listed it for like nine. <laughs> Josh would kill me. <laughs> um, but so when I was a teenager, my friends and I got into that like a, a pranking war and like I remember going to one of my friend's houses and it was like the girls against the guys and the girls we uh saran wrapped all the items in one of my friend's house or nice. in his room <laughs> and it just kind of like was escalating bigger and bigger and then when we finally called it quits was when they took canned corn and like spread it all over my my parents lawn <gasps> and oh. it my parents weren't home and they like took forks and like put it in the lawn and they took some other stuff and like threw it in the lawn and I was so mad at them because I was like you're not destructing my stuff you're destructing yeah. my parents stuff my parents are gonna be pissed <laughs> yes that was exactly it and so like I'm yelling at them it's like midnight and I'm yelling at them in the street because we caught them and the neighbor called my parents when they were camping and I got in trouble. Well, you know, I you shouldn't have gotten in trouble. You try to stop it. Uh, well, it. Oh, I shouldn't say I don't think I actually got in trouble. It was more like I got a talking to like you need to stop this sort of thing. You know, like this can get out of hand really fast. Yeah. Um. Speaking of pranks, one more thing that I forgot to mention okay. last week. On my trip. So every time we've seen my sister yes. over the past couple of years, we've done like various pranks. Like the last time we saw her, we googly eyed her house and she's still to this day finding googly eyes. So on TikTok, <laughs> some guy got 200 like resin little mini ducks. Yes. And he hid them all over his parents' house. And so we also did that for my sister. And for those that do not know my sister, she is very organized, very detail-oriented. She knows exactly where everything is. If something moves, she knows it's moved. Like, I put one in the pocket of her of her robe Yeah, that was hanging on the back of her door, and she knew yeah. that someone messed with her robe because the pocket was opened. Like, oh, it was, like, moved differently. Gosh. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah, oh, she's been finding gosh. them all over her house. We had them in her Dawn dish soap bottle. I put one in her olive oil bottle, like, her fancy little <laughs> olive oil container. She's like, how am I supposed to get that out? Uh, she finally did get it out. Um, of course she, she uses did. olive oil a lot. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we put, we've rehid them in... She doesn't listen to this. We've rehid them in the same exact places. Like where we'll she go, she, yeah. She she puts them all in this jar, and she keeps the jar right out in the open. And so, like every once in a while, we would like go grab a few out the jar and just go rehide some, <laughs> or like give some to the kids. And she's like, "Dang it, I already got one from here." I, uh, I'm too afraid to tell you her really good spot or the really good spot for ones that I hid. Yeah. <sighs> But there's a really good spot that she is not going to find them until they move for sure. There are several spots that she's not going to find them <laughs> until they move. So many. I absolutely <laughs> love that. I, I think she's only found like 30. <laughs> oh my god, It's so bad. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's pretty great. We get updates on her finding new ducks all the time. It's great. Love it. I love, love it. that. 
Um, So before we get into our hometown horrors and our neighborhood story, I have to tell you my own personal ghost experience. What? Like recently? Yes. Like (gasps) the day before yesterday. Okay. Okay. So no one was home. The only person that was home was my dad and he was outside. Okay. The dogs were out back. All of them. The only, it was only me and Leon, my cat, for those don't, who don't know Leon, but you should know. You should Leon know Leon. Um, so he, it was just me and Leon in the kitchen. Okay. And all of the sudden, I smell the strongest fart, the strongest <laughs> fart I have ever smelt. It felt like in the kitchen and i i was like that's not leon like leon did not do that right absolutely not a cat cannot make that poot pudgent of a smell and also i've never even heard him fart before um i've heard tony fart but not him because he's a perfect angel and does not fart um so i was like wow that's so weird so i told my mom and she was like i keep smelling random farts also like where like there's no one around her and she's like farting okay (laughs) but she's not farting like it smells like someone farted like she'll be like and i've seen her do it where she's like did the dog poop and i'll be like no one's around you and she's like what the heck and so i was convinced that a ghost was walking around crop dusting all of us and (laughs) Uh, it turns out it was something that was rotting in the fridge. Ah. So. <laughs> but <laughs> I love that your mind jumps straight to ghosts. I was you, so you and I have been friends. <laughs> I'm rubbing off on you. <laughs> I was like, oh man, I really was hoping it was. I really wanted a really disgusting toilet humor ghost. Man, <laughs> just crop dusting us in the you know what I've always wanted <laughs> a, a ghost with an irregular bowel problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my that's my own personal ghost experience. I love that. Who knows? It still could be a ghost. We don't know that. It could, it very well could be. Do you have a neighborhood story? <clears throat> yes, I do. And I'm very excited for this one because I thought of this one a super last minute. Like Ooh. literally, um, oops, uh, five minutes before you called, I probably put this down. I was like, ooh, that's a good idea. Okay. So this is from BuzzFeed. And I think there was like a 30 of them, but I was like, we ain't got time for 30. We'll do the top 10. Yeah. So it was titled Weirdest Things That People Have Gotten on Halloween. Like during oh, trick or treating. I love that. Okay, we're gonna start at we're gonna start at ten. Okay, and we'll go backwards. Okay. All right. So number ten was a little metal elephant figurine. Love cool. that. I would have loved that actually. Yeah. Same. My favorite animal. Uh, number nine, a Christmas crossword puzzle. You suck. Recycling. All right. <laughs> uh, eight. Literally a plank of wood. You know what? You also suck, I actually but... would appreciate that nowadays. What is, that? what is very expensive? What is hanging next to you? Oh, it's my light thing. Oh, okay. 
Um, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, what is expensive? That's true. Um, number seven, pamphlets about why Halloween is a celebration of Satan. Thank you uh, for that, Christian. Thank you, Christian. That Baptist clearly Christians. do not celebrate Halloween. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> for saying Christians, not all Christians. No, that's no, not true. I am Let not, me not stereotype a that because I'm a yeah. Christian, but yeah. <laughs> you know what Let's I mean? Baptist. <laughs> <laughs> the, the people that are super against Halloween and think that Halloween's for the devil. <laughs> uh, number six, a gingerbread cookie shaped like a penis. Oh, I always need one of those. It sounds delicious. To give to a um, child? <laughs> oh, just wait. Number five, a baby turtle and a can of orange soda. A baby turtle? I know. I would be so excited. <laughs> As um, a parent, I'd be so mad. Yeah. Actually, you know what? No. I honestly, I'm a very irresponsible parent when it comes to animals. <laughs> yeah, crab. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I would be stoked. But as the responsible parent that I should be, I would be mad. <laughs> if it was oh, my sick. choice, we would have every species of animals right? in our house. Same. <laughs> um, number four, a wig. Uh, number three, an actual cat named Levi. And the person said they still had them to this day. And he was 17. Oh, I love um, number two, my favorite, potato salad in a plastic bag. Who doesn't love potato salad? I love potato salad. I'd be so freaking happy. Like, you, you know, like when you get too much sugar and it's just candy's just too yeah, much and you're like, yeah. I need solid food in my system. Like, man, I would love to get a bag of potato salad. That's so like heavy and like full of carbs. Ugh. <laughs> I want some potato salad now. Um, and number one, um, period starter kits for older girls and condoms for older, older boys. I don't like that. That's not something you should be giving out to strangers. Yeah, exactly. It's my husband. Sorry. <clears throat> You're good. All good. Yep. All good. All right. And that is it. That is the 10 weirdest things on BuzzFeed that people have gotten for Halloween. But I do see, I have seen in the news that like there's this one house that passes out potatoes. Like they give kids the option I've between like a potato and candy and kids always pick the potato because yeah. like it's, it's not, it's something weird. Yeah. I would totally I pick a potato. <laughs> I would too. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, my first neighborhood story, it says, I don't know where I got this from, but whatever. Um, it says, Los Angeles hairdresser Peter Fabino. Fabino? We're going to go with that. Fabi Fabiano. Fabiano. Opened his front door to trick-or-treaters on Halloween evening of 1957. Before he could reach for a few gobstoppers to throw into the brown paper bags that, that one was holding... Bullets blasted out of the bag and into his chest. <gasps> he had been shot to death. He was shot to death with a 22 caliber caliber pistol. The pair that shot him was Golden Pfizer and Joan Rebel, Rebel, Rabel. Both pleaded guilty to murder and served a lengthy prison terms. The two women were lovers joan was also seeing peter's wife betty though 
Damn. Jealous and, and enraged, she plotted to get Peter out of the picture with Golden's help. The date was picked as it was seen as a perfect night to skulk around the neighborhood in disguise, and it was. Not that it helped them get away with it, of course. Oh, my gosh. He was going to give them gobstoppers? Yeah. Oh, my God. Dang, that was juicy. That was crazy. No. That had, like, some, you know, lots of drama. I got lots of drama. For crime you in there. I loved it. Yeah. I liked it. And Halloween. And Halloween. It was spooky. It was spooky. Sorry, I had to aggressively clear my throat. Thank Started you. Started sound like an old man, old lady. All right, all right. So, uh, no more. Anyway, all right. So, <laughs> I have another one from our pal H. And okay. so before I was calling it um what the h but now we're gonna call it are you okay h are you okay h are you okay okay? i am worried for her i am as well they are yeah uh this is this is the fourth one i believe so all right so this one starts out and i from where i left off i apologize because i kind of took this one into a weird spot. So just listen to the last episode at the ending part. So, okay. Uh, a few weeks later, I guess from the last incident, the tenant in the apartment, because there was like a mother-in-law suite, I believe, uh, right. moved out and my mom offered for me to occupy it for very cheap utilities included. I was Thanks, broke mom. as hell. And this was a hell of a deal. Despite being uncomfortable sharing walls with the creepy downstairs, I took her up on the offer and a and friend A moved in with me. The presence would occasionally enter the apartment, but for the most part, it was peaceful for a couple of years with only minimal experiences. Off nice. and on, Off and on, visitors or other friends staying there temporarily would have experiences uh, witnessing doors opening by themselves or feeling as if they were being watched or followed. Friend A seemed to have the most encounters with the presence, including one being once being frozen in fear, trapped in the apartment as she could feel the hostile presence walk through the rooms. She would see figures move past windows, leaving no tracks in the snow. While Ooh, this that's so creepy. I, I know. While this was frightening, the worst experience and the one that caught my attention the most was the day the presence mimicked me, something only <gasps> an inhuman entity was likely to do. She was home alone with my dogs while I was at work. Sitting on the couch next to the front door, she suddenly heard my voice outside calling for my dogs. The dogs immediately rushed the door, so the dogs heard it too. Frantically oh barking, gosh. growling, and scratching at the door. My voice called for them again, and to her, I sounded strange. Why was I standing outside and calling for my dogs through not one but two doors? Why not just come in and get them? Suddenly, my voice grew angry. I shouted again for my dogs, this time closer to the window above the couch she sat on. She froze, fearful, sensing something was wrong. Eventually, she heard nothing but... She heard nothing, but remained on the couch, scared to get up. Several hours later, I walked in. She looked distressed and without greeting me, asked, did you come home on your lunch break? I told her no, I had not. She looked a little more distressed and went into her room. 
Later, she would tell me about the experience and this scared me. If whatever this is, is it really human, inhuman or what? what is it? Could that be like a poltergeist? Uh, it sounds demonic. Demonic? Yeah, poltergeist is just like really active oh, okay. um, entities or ghosts. Okay. But yeah, that oh. could be like demonic or like a skinwalker. I don't know. <gasps> oh, I know. H, I'm so worried for you. <laughs> I, it's over now. Or it's not. It, this was a long time ago, I should say. Oh, whoa, 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 let me okay. let me just let everybody know that this was quite some time ago. So, but in this moment, and I... we haven't gotten to the end yet either. So, oh, worried, so worried. <laughs> okay, so um, this one is another one that I got from a. Uh, news article. It says when 12 year old trick or treater TJ Darissa 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 when 12 year old Darissa when 12 year old trick or treater TJ Darissa knocked on Quentin Patrick's door in the summer of in the city of Sum- Sumter South Carolina. Um, on Halloween night in 2008, he expected candy, but what he got was, I'm so sorry about this, 29 bullets through his front door from a fully semi-automatic AK-47. Oh, shit. 11 of them hit him, killing <sighs> him instantly. The poor kid's dad and younger brother were, were also hit, but pulled through and survived. It turns out that Quentin Patrick... Patrick was a convicted drug dealer that had set up a rival gang of dealers and was fully expecting uh, retribution. Retribution. What he got was blood on his hands in 30 years on the inside. Oh my gosh. So it sounds like what happened was he wasn't, he wasn't, Patrick wasn't participating in trick-or-treating. The kid, the 12-year-old kid knocked on the door with his dad and his brother behind him. And in thinking that it was the drug, the drug rival rivalry, he just blew bullets through the door without opening it. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's rough. That's, that's really sad. Oh, that poor baby. I know. That's really sad. Thanks a Sorry. lot for making us sad. Well, maybe you can. It's make okay, us I happier. have a happy story. Okay. Um, I don't think it is. Anyway, oh. um, this one is from Upworthy.com, and it is from at Sentinet Luggage. Um, don't, no comment. Um, I nope. was six. Okay. I was six when I first saw her in the woods. I followed my friend John, even though he told me not to. I followed at a distance, watching my feet, making sure not to step on the bevy of fallen leaves. The first thing I saw was a small hut, uh, raw, bloody, and nailed into place. The second thing I saw was her on the stoop, eyes all white, lips red. John ran to her. She reached down and embraced him and looked at me over his shoulder with her all white eyes. I ran like hell. I ran screaming like bloody murder all the way to my father, who swooped me up in a way he had never, he had, he never had and hasn't had 
to do since. He asked me what happened, and I told him about John. Who? I described the kid I had met at the playground weeks ago. The kid I had played with three times before all of this. Every now, or even now, John's face is crystal clear in my mind. I could count the freckles on his face from memory. My dad tells me I was playing alone the whole time. Oh. Yeah. What did you follow into the woods? Yeah, what the and heck? are you so, okay? Are you okay? Also, you, is the dad okay? Are you good at sentinel luggage? Sentinel luggage. <laughs> <laughs> are you I good? I felt bad for the dad. Yeah, having right. To experience that. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you never look at my child the same. Mm-mm, no You're way. Never allowed to have an imaginary friend. <laughs> <laughs> this is why imaginary friends are not good ideas. Well, I've told you about Alice with Linda, right? I don't there know. was there was a a while like a phase that she was going through, and we thought it we, we figured it was just like a an imaginary friend, but she would be like, "Yeah, my friend Linda." And we're like, "Who's Linda?" She's such a random name, Linda. Yeah, like Linda's in my room. Who's Linda? I don't know. Oh anybody. no! But she like out? I we it was before I really kind of like dabbled into the whole paranormal thing like i instantly was like it's ghosts aren't real <laughs> so oh, yeah you had like a daycare so you're like it's an imaginary friend yeah how yeah, cute yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but also it was oh, like really creepy because like who's linda and why I would immediately be her? like that the who <laughs> <laughs> linda listen <laughs> yes listen listen linda <laughs> um so this is my next one. So on Halloween night in 2011, that was the year I was married, uh, 55, <laughs> that's the year before I graduated high school. Oh my God. You're such a baby. <laughs> 55 year old Liddell Peoples noticed a bag of his Halloween candy was missing. He accused his girlfriend, girlfriend, Maria Adams of taking it. And the couple began fighting. That is such a stupid reason to fight over things. You work so hard for that candy though. He's 55 years old. Oh, he's 55. What is he? A bag of, oh, okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> he accused his girlfriend, Maria Adams of taking it. And they began fighting at one point. They threw dishes and um, Liddell had cut a cut over his eye. So things were getting serious. As the fight escalated, Liddell grabbed a knife and stabbed Maria multiple times with several different steak knives. He then called the police to notify of them, them of the attack. Maria later died at the hospital and Liddell was arrested. The entire time he contended the fight and like said, you know, this, this was a real reason. Like I did this in self-defense. Um, and, uh, subsequent at, and a little, the entire time he contended the fight and subsequented subsequent attack were because of a missing bag of candy. The justice system was less unsympathetic of his missing candy and sentenced him to 30 years in prison. That is fair. 
That is, um, um, you just killed someone over a bag. I wonder if they ever found it. Um, like <laughs> over some Tootsie Rolls, man. I want to, I want to guess that probably illegal drugs were also involved. There had to be. Oh my gosh. Otherwise... Something had to be. That is ridiculous. Over yeah. the top. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> I told you mine were not very nice this this week. <laughs> it's a it's they're all good though. I like them. Yeah. All right. Mine is from a friend of ours, Amanda. 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 Okay, so uh she told me this today actually, because I had posted on Instagram what your um like what is your thing that creeps you out the most and I put yeah. clowns, spiders and then something else and so she said I remember my first trick or treating when I was 3 there was a house heavily decorated I went to knock on the door and from one direction a mummy jumped out and picked up <gasps> my sister scaring her who was 6 and a clown came up behind me picked me up laughing creepy ass laugh they were teenagers, the teenagers of the house thinking they were being funny. My mom lost no. her shit on them and their parents. Yeah. I hated clowns ever since. So <clears throat> to follow up on this, when she said she was 25 at a haunted house, they have 38 plus rooms. Each room is dedicated to something creepy or of a fear. My biggest fear cool. is clowns walk into this room. To the clown room it's empty just a bunch of random doors and uh i have to find which one opens the next room well clowns start appearing i freak oh. the f out grab my friend's arm and start bawling one clown got in my face and taunted me i <gasps> warned her if she didn't move i would punch her she called me names and poking me which actors are not supposed to touch you i said yeah. this is your last warning i will punch you and you know her yeah. um she said oh big baby girl is so tough i dropped my friend's arm and reared back and punched her in the face knocked oh her to the gosh. ground i found out the next day she went to the er and i broke her nose when i say i'm terrified of clowns i am meaning i would rather cut off a finger than see a clown i don't like masks or anything that i can't see the face <gasps> I would also like that is so like if they were constantly messing with me. No, yeah. this ain't McKinney yeah. Manor. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, also I wish that she could like somehow like tell those teenagers what an impact just a yeah. stupid decision of picking up a you know a young child has made on that on that child like especially when they have like a mask on little kids don't yeah. like masks like no. that not normally like that you just yeah and, and like, now she doesn't like halloween she can't do that's such that's oh what is it um i forgot what it was called someone made it called it something very specific and i can't remember it was like something it's like, like PTSD. A, no 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 uh like in the moment Act, act or something like that like something um a split like a split second uh action and that completely has changed her entire life yeah because of it i know that's rough yeah i i know that was more kind of true crimey but i was like i no, have I to talk it. about this yeah 
I loved it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my last thank you, Amanda. one. Yeah. Thank you, Amanda. Um, my last one is um, from another news article. I didn't write down any of my news articles, but <laughs> throwing eggs on Halloween night is typically a harmless prank, but in 1998, it turned deadly. When 21-year-old Bronx, a Bronx resident, Carl Jackson, and his girlfriend went to pick up her son from a party, teenagers threw eggs at their car. Carl got out of the car to yell at the pranksters to stop. In response, one of the teenagers pulled out a gun and oh shot God. Jackson through the head. He oh died gosh. instantly. Oh, New York Times. That's where I got it. Okay. Um, seven. 18-year-old Curlis Sterling was charged with second-degree murder and criminal possession of a, we- a weapon. He was convicted and is serving 20 years. Dang. Uh, he receives a card. Get this. He receives a card in the mail every Halloween that reads, I'm glad you're still there from Jackson's oh. mother. Shit. That's, that's, I would say salty, but like, I don't blame you. Yeah. <clears throat> you lost your uh, son. Um, yeah. th- that's kind of like that one that you told. Um, mm-hmm. The very the first, first Halloween. Halloween. Yeah, I yeah. can't remember, but I kept on coming across that when I was looking up Halloween stories. I was like, oh, I remember that one. Oh, I hope it's not the same. No, I don't think it's, it's not. The same one. It's not the same yeah. name. No. Okay. So the last one I have here is from QR.com and it is from Elisa Lilly. Okay. When I was about 14 years old, I got a Ouija board for Christmas. My parents thought it would be a fun game. Why? How, what what year was this? I have no idea. Well, you know what would like, be fun to get for our daughter? What How old we was buy she? our 14-year-old? 14. 14. <laughs> like, not like a poster of well, like Twilight. No, maybe, it's a Ouija board to talk to dead people. Maybe she wants to talk to her great-grandma. I don't know. It sounds similar to me. Yeah, oh, that, that is so that weird that you great. say that. Okay, so um, my parents thought it would be a fun game. I was instantly thrilled and anxious to use it, but I wanted to do was. it when no one was, was around, which is like a big rule oh, you're not supposed to do it alone. No. I figured there was no way to cheat if it was only me. I had lost nope, my grandfather. Nope, nope. I lost my grandfather, so not grandmother, grandfather. Uh, okay. When I was five years old and we were very close. Me and my papa were attached at the hip, so when I lost him, I was devastated. Although he would come to visit me occasionally when I was still very young, but as I got older, I lost my contact. That night, after everyone had gone to bed, I lit the candle and put out, pulled out the board to contact my papa. Oh, At first, no. nothing happened, and I was heartbroken. I really wanted to talk to him again, so then I asked if any other spirits could find oh. him and let him know. I'd be like, hey, um, uh, can someone <laughs> give a message to... <laughs> Next thing I know, uh, the candle was blown out with a forceful wind swirling <gasps> around the room, and the no. planchette was ripped from my fingers and thrown oh against my... the wall. Oh, no, then I just I got chills. a very dark presence in the room with me. I immediately jumped up, flipped on the lights, and screamed for my parents. They, of course, laughed it off, thinking I had spooked myself. Needless to say, I never got to speak to my papa, and I never touched that Ouija board again. But there was a price to pay for my naivety and stupidity. 
To this day, that dark presence still haunts me. I cannot get rid of it. I have been sham- I have been to shamans, priests, and other witches. None of them are able to banish this thing from my life. It is the worst mistake I've ever made in my life by opening the door to the other side and not knowing how to close it again. I am a practicing witch now, and I have a lot of people ask me to use Ouija or other summoning tools to speak to their deceased relatives. I flat out refuse to touch these types of tools because although I am a practitioner, I do not have the ability to open and close the doorways myself. I suggest to anyone wanting to do this to go to someone that is well-versed and experienced with this type of summoning. Otherwise, stay away. The dead are on the other side of the veil for a reason. That border should not be crossed just because someone wants to say hello to their dead papa. Milton Bradley should never have mass-produced these boards. There's no telling how many open doorways still exist because of kids messing around with powers they have no business messing with and no clue how to close that door again. Dude, that's dark. I know. I but but before that, I I almost put a different one, but it was like too sweet. Um, <laughs> the one that I read before had to do with this girl whose dad died, and they made a Ouija board out of this like poster board, and uh-huh. she got her dad's um, favorite whiskey glass, and they were like oh. playing with the Ouija board, and they ended up contacting the dad, and she was like trying to get proof that it was him she's like what did you use to call me when i was a baby and like he was would have been the only one to know that and so he had started saying squirmy and that's what he used to call her when he was a baby and they like started talking and saying i love you i miss you so much and i need you and i was like oh it's really sad (laughs) sorry anyway that one's really sweet though yeah that one's good that's a good one too yeah but you still shouldn't play with ouija boards so don't do it Unless no, you have someone that's not. like a professional. <laughs> and even then, let's, you know, yeah, just, just, just wait until the afterlife to talk to them. Right? Write it down on a notepad. <laughs> just so easy to do. Take it to it's your not. grave. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, so my neighborhood story, I'm going to preface, preface this, preface, preface, pre- preface, pre- preface this by saying, I feel like you shouldn't. If you have trauma in your life, uh, it's your responsibility to get help for that trauma. Um, regardless of who caused that trauma to you, you it still happened to you and no one can fix you except for you. Yeah, you're the, first so, one has, you're the one who has to make the first step. Yeah. So, and also you shouldn't force other people to... And a lot of people aren't going to like this, but it's how I feel. But as someone who I didn't go through trauma, but I am a, uh, uh, what is it? They call they what they called it in therapy, like a um, surrogate for trauma for my daughter. Um, I carry that burden for her. Um, as someone who has similar and has witnessed it firsthand, uh, I don't make other people tiptoe around my daughter or I because of the trauma that she has experienced. Right. Does that make sense? Like, I don't, I don't force other people to, um, what's the word? Uh, change, change 
for us or uh, sh- uh, what's the desensitize or okay, be, yeah. sensi- <clears throat> be sensitive around us because of that trauma. Right. So I don't make other people carry that burden. So that's what I'm going to say. If you don't like it, I'm so sorry, but that's my opinion. Um, and we don't really get political on this podcast and I don't really think that's political, but you know, opinions are like buttholes. They all stink. So whatever. Yeah. Okay. So this is a letter that someone wrote to their neighbor. So it says, dearest neighbor, happy autumn. I can see you're preparing for fall time and the holidays. I do, however, humbly ask you to reconsider your Halloween decor. I walk to feel peace and for my mental health. So naturally, I was passing through your neighborhood earlier. My peace of mind disappeared upon seeing the skeletons, the skeletons bearing the zombie baby. So it sounds like the skeletons like giving birth to the zombie baby. Mm -hmm. My brother died as an infant. His death was many years ago, but I haven't forgotten. The pain of his loss is very real. Because of this, the undead baby decoration nearly broke me apart. Hours after, as I write, I continue to feel disturbed. I am not the only one affected. In 2021, the CDC reported nearly 20,000 infant deaths. Struggling with this loss is something many people quite suffer, quietly suffer with, even in this very neighborhood, not in my Christian neighborhood. Imagine if it was your child. Imagine the anguish, the hurt, the emptiness that your heart and your home would feel considering all this please take down those halloween decorations doing so will make our neighborhood feel safe and comfortable comforting again of course we can still celebrate the fall time season but we must do so in a way that brings everyone gladness and peace like your adorable inflatable dog that decoration is cute happy face Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy this beautiful day. Sincerely, your neighbor. First off, that ain't even your street. <laughs> Second off, like, wh- okay, I had a really bad birthday. And it was a terrible birthday. And now I hate my birthday. Now everybody else has to also hate their birthday and they cannot <laughs> celebrate their birthday. That is basically what she is doing. I get it. It's terrible. That is a terrible thing that happened yes. to her. But at the same time, yes, like you can't put that burden on other people. You need to move <laughs> past it and realize that other people have to live their lives it's and like not... see humor and light in it. So she's saying, th- but this is what really gets me is that a zombie reminds her a skeleton giving birth to a zombie reminds her of her brother that she lost as an infant. She didn't even say if she lost him, like, like the mom had a stillbirth or anything. She just said she lost him as an infant. So it doesn't even know if it was actually miscarriage or not. Right. Um, I guess I should have done the trigger warning infant lot, infant death, but and it was many years ago (laughs) bro like come on now (laughs) i wouldn't and just to retaliate i would like make it more right but that's just me because i'm a butthead you know do you think elvis's wife likes toilets because elvis died pooping 
That's true. He died taking his last poop and, you know, had That's a heart really attack. such a way to go. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it was a good poop. <laughs> I hope it was. You know the ones that kind of like make you teary-eyed? Yeah. <laughs> Those ones are so good. <laughs> I love the ones that make you feel like you lost so much weight. Yes. It's like, oh, I was so full. And then like, oh, I just pooped <laughs> out like three meals. <laughs> trigger warning we talk about shit <laughs> oh my gosh so well, that was yeah. that was um annoying but that was so annoying i'm so annoyed at that karen anyway yeah um i i realized that after sorry, like, sorry. while we were doing our episode i was like maybe i should like who knows i don't care this is our podcast we could do whatever we want yeah, no one listens to us anyway. No, it's just <laughs> us. All those listeners a week, that's just us re-listening to ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> I pull up to the coffee shop and like, oh, what podcast do you listen? Mine. Uh, me. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Not true. I mean, I do. I do usually listen to it every once in a while. Like yeah, if I, I like whenever I came back from the trip, I try to listen to it just to see yeah. how it turned out. I normally will go in onto Spotify and like listen to like the first couple like minutes to make sure it sounds good. Yeah, because <laughs> it always sounds different once it's released. So <laughs> fair, fair. We're gonna get. Um, uh, oh yeah, submit your. Um, is there's gonna be a. Okay, um, pay parents that are listening, or if you just like listening to cute little things, um, stay tuned for a yeah. spooky, scary bedtime story coming up at the end of this episode, or that's going to be playing at the end of this episode, right? Yeah! Is that right? Okay. Yay! And uh, yeah, and also continue to submit them in, because we'll probably take them for like one more week. Yes. Does that sound right? Yes. Perfect. That's so yeah, submit them in what's with the neighbor or www.tnpodcast.gmail.com and it can be a uh, a reread story, it can be a story that they make up or it can be anything just make sure they recite their sources and it's in their own words and you can submit a video and we don't post a video, just pull the audio. Anyway, yep. um he's ready. Uh, yeah. Have you checked out the neighbors? What's with the neighbors? Bring Amy. Bring Amy out. Out. Hi, my name is Anna from San Antonio, Texas, and today I am going to read the Halloween day. On Halloween night, the woods was very dangerous. One of the kids trick-or-treating was mad because he wanted to go to the woods, and so, and he and so he did. An hour later, he was being chased by wolves. Two hours later, he was being chased by bears. Eight hours later, he was being chased by Hocus Pocus sisters. One hour later, he was out of the woods. And he walked home. And while he was walking home, he felt said he chose to go in the woods then then 
say hi to your cats for us. No, that was a little baby one. Do you want a treat? <laughs>